Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 127 of the Because Friendly Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello! And uh, this week, because neither of us are Windwalkers, we have two guests to talk about the Windwalker talent trees. Uh, Foe, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Foe, Foe71 on, like, Twi- Twitch and all that kind of stuff. Um, in-game character, Foe Chain Area 52. I've been playing since Legion, uh, halfway through Legion or so. Trial of Valor. Um, started out as a tank, actually. Um, uh. But then I uh, switched over to Brewmaster at the start of, um, of uh, Old Year. And I was told I was not a good tank, so I got kicked to DPS, and I <laughs> played Windwalker ever since then. So, um, you know, I'm in uh, Babylonius's guild, Occasional Excellence, and um, yeah, I've been raiding there since uh, the end of the summer, so happy to be here. Cool. Funny how I think every Windwalker that we've ever talked to has spent some time as Brewmaster. Yeah, it's... It's definitely the most popular spec on the class. <laughs> uh, how about you? So we also have uh, Hina Lover back for the second time. Uh, previously on here to talk about Simsi. Uh, you maintain the Windwalker and a lot of the Brewmaster stuff for that, right? Yes, I do. Uh, so uh, for those who don't know, I am Hina Lover. I am the primary developer uh, for the Monk module for Simulation Craft or Raid Boss uh, for a lot of people who uh use that uh so i've been playing since burning crusade and been part of the theory crafting community since uh rats of lich king uh so it's kind of been full circle with the release last week which we'll get to um and yeah uh i've been playing windwalkers and uh, sorry monks since basically day one uh doing the whole f- uh friendship uh Sending all my all the levels to uh, my monk day one. So I was in Pandaria within a few hours of making my monk. Nice, nice. I did I did that same thing. Had two accounts. It was it was, uh, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm one of the few people that actually deeply disliked the stuff, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so this week, like I said, we are going to be talking about Windwalker talents. Um, so I think this one is going to be more the Fo and Hina show than me and Anam, um, simply because like when I had the opportunity this year to switch to DPS, I did not switch to Windwalker, which was for practical reasons. It was because if I knew if I switched to Windwalker, I would be asked to play Brewmaster. Uh, and didn't want to so i picked something else that couldn't but uh yeah so before we get into windwalker talent so we've got a couple things to go through i want to briefly briefly talk about how uh how raid is going this week and then we actually have some very exciting news about the btr so uh anam how is your raid this week <laughs> uh so uh remember last week when i was like man it's really fun to play av um, yeah. in Wrathless and Classic. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's a great honor. And um, and then I was like, oh, maybe I AFK'd a few games. Um, so I haven't played this week because I'm suspended uh until Tuesday. 
Uh, so I am, uh, I'm on a little bit of a break, you know, so raid week for me was easy. Didn't log in since Monday afternoon. Not because I haven't tried, just because I, I can't get onto my characters. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Learned that that classic uh, suspensions also affect your retail uh, account. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I remember talking yeah. about we had a guy get banned for buying classic gold. And they were oh, nice, out of nice. main raid for two weeks. Yeah, so I'm only out of, well, originally it was 30 days, submitted a bunch of tickets, uh, got it, thought I got it like sort of removed but they were like no we still saw you afk a couple games i was like yeah yeah maybe i was um so yeah i'm on sort of a break until until tuesday at 2 30 eastern uh i can log back in nice um, so you get to come back for castle nat for you yeah i'm really not excited for that uh i mean but, it is eh. the best rate of the expansion so it's true actually i would i would give that yeah so yeah i'll be back i did i didn't rate it all i know that so guild wise i think they they killed uh we killed Jailer on Faded. Uh, we killed basically all the hard stuff. So, you know, Ando and Ragalon, Lords, Jailer. And then I don't know how much we back cleared on Thursday. To be fair, I haven't checked our logs. I'm sort of, I'm all in on not playing any real games uh, at this point. <laughs> Just sort of ha- hanging out, touching grass, doing that fun stuff. So nice. nice. Um, but yeah, no, um, it was, uh, yeah, I'm sort of suspended at this point. So um, I have broken some terms of services yeah so let this be a lesson anon talked a lot about afking and av last week this is what happens when you do that for too many games yeah 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 so how was how was your rate let's get how was your rate let's get off uh (laughs) so we got through uh up to anduin on friday we did not i wanted to use the skip and go straight through um the the hard bosses anduin this week i think is is considered the hardest boss in the raid yeah um and some of that is because a lot of the guilds were used to the speed strat which we have not done and so we haven't had to relearn that but the soaks kind of suck the creation spark is just really not really not a great fix um just really not uh, but yeah, so we we cleared up to Anduin, put some time into Anduin. I'm gonna just knock that out tonight, uh, and then we'll see where we get from there. Um, would like to get Jailer down, and I think it's realistic to get Jailer down because, uh, from my understanding, Lords and Raglan are both significantly easier than the first time around, just due to gear and some slightly better affixes on them. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I've managed to not gray parse most bosses on my mage this week, so that's nice. Progress. Nice, nice. You're, about, you're real DPS now. Yeah, maybe. How about uh, how about you, Fo and Hina? Oh, I know you're rating. Uh, I don't know if mm-hmm. you're rating right now, Hina. No. All right. I'll just say it out. Basically, I have at least stopped for the expansion back in uh, 2.3. Guild fell apart then. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I just like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break, play some other games that I've been wanting to play. Yeah. And just kind of taking it easy. Um, Like, uh, I'm doing some minor rating in Final Fantasy XIV, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. 
So I would say that, so our raid, we did the skip um, and went straight to Anduin. And we tried to do the speed strat like we always do. But we found that the even doing the carryover with the, the spell and soaking, right. um, that was not even close to enough damage um, to get Anduin to a low enough percent to push him into phase three in the second phase or first phase two. So, I mean, I think he was about over 10% HP off and 10% on Anduin is much more than most it's raid bosses because his health is boosted due to the, you know, the damage increase taken from the Lich King. Right. So we were like, okay, we just cleared all the other bosses um, while the officers figured out what we're going to do. And um, once we cleared all those bosses, we came back and we had to start relearning the original prog strat. And there was some people I wasn't in the guild when it was prog. So like what I did and the strategy was slightly different. So there's like people like me and some others that had to relearn OE's version um, of it. And everyone had to just like get the rest out of the gears figure out how to actually do this properly again. Um, so we wiped on it for at least three and a half hours on, or we got like a couple pulls the first day. And then the second day we wiped on it for three and a half hours and we did manage to finally kill it though, at least. So that was nice. And we're able to kill Lords and Raglan, but no jailer mounts, which is really unfortunate because that's another, yeah, that was just like another week of not getting mounts, which is scary because there's not, there's only so many weeks left. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Uh, I have a few complaints about how season four has gone. Um, one of them is that they took the thing that they had done where it made it relatively straightforward to get everybody there, like end boss mythic counts and made it just dramatically harder because one out of every three weeks, you just don't get to do it. Or like it's significantly harder to do it. Yeah, it's yep, significantly harder. Because like doing it on non-faded weeks is relatively free. Like mm-hmm. the, j- the jailer's mechanics don't care about eye level. Like holes kill you no matter how good your gear is. Yep. So there's really, um, it's it's not just like walking in and it falls over territory, but it's still significantly easier than doing a current, you know, faded jailer clear. Yeah. Um, yeah, we spent looking at it now. We spent about an hour on Anduin on Friday, and had a few pulls that should have been kills, and then just like missed a kick in phase two. Which is the whole reason, by the way, for doing the speed strat is to not do those mechanics. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. 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 It looks yeah. like it looks like my guild also did the had to relearn and did the two intermission strat or go back to the original prog. So. Yeah. Yeah. We had never done the speed strat. We just hadn't invested the time to learn it because we just were focused on the other things and didn't want to redo it. Um, so the issues here are primarily like, there's some stuff with, uh, if you have creation spark downstairs, your debuff that kills you when it expires ticks faster. Um, so the weak aura that we've got for telling like when you have to kill the things or people die is wrong because sometimes your debuff is, you know, three to five seconds shorter 
because of creation spark, especially if you're good about maintaining two stacks of it, you have a significantly shorter debuff. Um, it's really like creation spark is just, I, I think this will be a lesson for them to never, ever like throw that kind of affix in again. This yeah. the time based kind of time amp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Elison version was better though, like better implemented. Right. Like, but the Elison one was the fight was built around it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. They took account in their code for the speed and the time yeah. shrinkage and all that kind of weird stuff that was going on. Whereas throwing it on, uh, carpeting it on three raids is not exactly the same thing. They don't yeah. QA test that much in general, and they definitely didn't test this. Yeah. You know, they just test if the, I guess if like the code passes unit tests, is that's what I can that's my only guess on what they actually well, test at that company. Both well, well, of you do assume that World of Warcraft has unit tests for their rate bosses. Yeah, maybe they don't. <laughs> oh, man. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but speaking of testing. Oh, yeah. Oh, sick segue. <laughs> um, hey, there we go. <laughs> the, uh, the PTR, the public test realm, has pre-patch on it now. Uh, there's no pre-patch event on there yet. But this is a way that uh, without beta access, you can actually get on and you can toy around with talents. The talents are out of date. They pulled an old beta build and turned it into the PTR build so it does not have the most current talents. But you can get on there and fiddle around with old versions of it, mess around with you know, UI stuff, uh, see what breaks. Most of it probably did um, because there's a lot of changes to the UI. Uh, but that... Typically, the PTR cycle is around six weeks, right? Um, uh, six to eight weeks, yes. Yeah. So that could put pre-patch at the, you know, end of October, middle of October. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which will be, I mean, and then what, probably three or four weeks of pre-patch, which gives you early November, what they're maybe thinking about for... Yeah. for actual release which will be much earlier than we thought i mean than most people are thinking right but yeah we shall see how they do yeah. um but yeah you can you can definitely jump on and, and sort of see the new talent see how they sort of work out you can sort of test i mean you, you're missing what five talent points in each tree so yes, you cannot um, level beyond 60 yeah so you're missing five talent points so some of like the capstone combinations you can't really test but you can definitely test um like just individual capstones or ones that are close together, um, you know, in the, in the trees to, to sort of get a feel for what they're like. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a surprise to see that the PTR was, was getting pushed. Um, and for those that maybe have forgotten since the last time when we had a repatch, cause it's been a bit, the end of expansion, the like end boss mounts remain at 100% drop rate until the actual expansion release. So during pre-patch, you know, if we have, uh, six weeks until pre-patch goes live and then three or four weeks of pre-patch you're still looking at about 20 mounts if you manage to kill the jailer every week um, so that still is enough time uh, if you remove one third of those mounts it's a little bit spicier you're looking at more like you know uh, 14 mounts which is uh, a little bit a little bit rougher uh, but yeah, pre-patch is generally about four to five weeks, uh, okay. and PTR is about six to eight weeks. Uh, so yeah, end of October is about right. Um, 
with release date um, last uh, Tuesday of last Tuesday Wednesday of November. Yeah. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Hopefully, they actually hit that. But well, isn't that right around when Shadowlands released in terms of time frame, like the last week of November? Uh, I think Shadowlands was a week prior. I did, I need to uh, go look okay. up. but it, it is like a week, within a week or two of Shadowlands release date. So it is actually perhaps the first time, excluding Wad, because they abandoned Wad, right? Uh, first time since Wad that we have had an actual two year long expansion release cycle. Yeah, that's actually right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It makes sense though. That it was this expansion that got that. Yeah. So every uh, three expansions they'll do a wad to it and like kill a patch and then <laughs> Yeah. No, that I mean amazing. that means that means dra- Dragonflight Dragonflight will be good, you know, and same as Legion was good, so um It'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, and then the other thing that happened this week before we jump into the the Windwalker specific discussion is they did. There is this sort of Zymox, what is it, Zymox charity cachet or cash um, event going on. As a part of that event, they're sort of, I guess, it's Echo and and Liquid are racing through um, Sepulcher. Um, I think today Sepulcher and yesterday was a, I think was Sanctum Castle. Uh, or Castle. Sorry. Um, and they're doing it with like two affixes on each boss, basically. So two of the the faded affixes on each boss. And so as a part of this sort of event, um, this week coming up, you'll be able to add an additional faded power um, to each boss on the live server. So um, basically, it's sort of like an extra, you know, I get more faded, which I mean, to be completely honest with you, I'm assuming you don't get to pick it. So it's like each boss is going to be locked yeah. into having you know, one of like your extra affix is sort of locked in, which means anytime you get creation spark, you're probably going to skip um, enabling yeah, you de- it. And you then, definitely do not turn on creation spark. <laughs> and there then anytime is- you get moats, you probably enable it, right? It's sort of like the way that it'll go. <laughs> like maybe you turn on creation spark if it's on like hungering destroyer, right? Um, uh, really? I-, I would on hungering destroyer, especially since the, um, I think it's related to the scaling bugs, but the, uh, like health drain effect or like the stacking damage that you take from the health drain effect basically doesn't work so you can just like kind of yolo and go wherever so you could do the dispels and it doesn't matter if people refresh their stacks on hungering destroyer Inerva, i definitely wouldn't turn it on zymox no fucking way even huntsman like is really spicy because if it happens during uh sin seeker it's kind of kind of spooky but uh there's a there's a just like a boss i would do it a boss Awesome. Awesome. But in any uh, event, I, we don't actually, I don't think we know what affixes are going to be additional to each one of the bosses. So it'll probably be something Wowhead or someone posts up. Um, yeah. After it Tuesday. would be neat if it let you pick. Yeah. I was just about to, that was yeah. exactly my thought. You know, I think the best game design would be to let people pick what affix to put on because yeah. it's, this is farm. It's the, the expansion is over. Let us play the game how we want to play it. You know, they're, Time and time again, they like to restrict what players do quite a bit. And I think this is an opportunity for them to be like, hey, just do whatever you want. Have fun. Yeah. A little bit more of a sandbox end of the expansion, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, if they do let us pick, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always picking the shield one. Just always. 
just because it's it's free yeah. and actually a lot of damage and you can do some clever things on like sylvanas where you get the final shield before the first intermission and you kill mm-hmm. the shield and it does like two percent of her health and so you start the next phase with her two percent lower yeah yeah shield would be nice a shield or moats i feel like are like the easiest ones the reason i As say long- shield and not yeah. moats is that moats are laggy that's the only reason depends on your computer well i don't think i, don't, I think I it depends on your add-ons i think it depends on your add-ons that's probably true yeah add-ons really bog down stuff yeah but as uh, a windwalker i'm all for moats every boss please <laughs> like because that's how we're rank one yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah damage I is can see that. perfect is uh is that going to be changing in dragonflight jumping right into the the windwalker talents is that going to be changing in dragonflight are y'all keeping the um the aoe fiesta that you currently occupy? uh for the most part yes for the most part yes awesome. um i segue though so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah uh so uh typically is so uh basically women walkers are not losing much of their aoe potential um Compare, uh, we'll go through it, but you still have Bone Dust Brew, you still have uh, Coordinate, um, sorry, uh, you, we still have Calculated Strikes, we have uh, Mark of the Crane, uh, all of this stuff that's boosting our AoE uh, is still there, plus they're boosting Fits of Fury, which is also an AoE, and that is right. uh, pumping out all this. And then we'll get into it later, but they're also throwing in some uh, Touch of Death uh, AoEing and uh, Blackout yeah. AoEing. So AoEing uh, as a Windwalker is not going away anytime soon. Nice, nice. Uh, well, how about let's walk through some of the stuff in this tree. We don't need to go through every single talent node because there's a lot of them and that will take a while. But if there's uh, things I saw, I saw you, a list, and actually, Windwalkers have one of the highest number of nodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of one points in here. Actually, like uh, very, very few nodes that have uh, a second point. And even then, they're mostly for uh, increasing the damage of specific abilities. Right. Yeah, Rising Star is a great example. Let's just increase Rising Sun Kick damage by a percent. Two points in that. Spin cream has a weird one. Yeah, it's actually. I think is that it? I think that's in, it. In addition to the um, fast feed, though, in the general uh, in talent tree. Yeah, fast feed is a is a powerhouse. That's a great great brewmaster talent there. Yeah, very good miss Uber one too. <laughs> uh, but. Okay, let's uh, let's go through some of the things here. So the fir- very first talent point that you have to take in the Windwalker tree is Fist of Fury. This is what you get at level 10 when you pick the Windwalker spec. Or I guess it's level 11. When you pick Windwalker, you put your first points in the uh, in the spec tree, you get Fist of Fury. Um, and then after that, we have uh, some returning favorites. Well, I don't know about favorites. Returning things that I have never taken from the current talent tree. Uh as well as such a karma. Um, is there anything noteworthy about getting ascension and power strikes, like basically uh, for free? 
Uh, actually, I did. So I actually have beta, and I just finished up uh, the leveling process earlier this morning. And I used uh, both Ascension and uh, Power uh, Power Strikes because uh, it just allowed for more chi generation over the long term. Right. So cool. I, I tended to pick both of them uh, in almost all my uh, builds, actually. Yeah, same here. I tend to think that the Ascension and Power Strikes thing, it's sort of like a way to keep the current energy and chi generation that we sort of see in uh shadowlands and bfa to some extent um mm -hmm. <clears throat> i know babylonius does not like this where we're overloaded with a bunch of energy and chi and like we don't have much downtime anymore yeah. but well. that seems to be the direction they want to go so i think that's probably what windwalkers should expect um, um out of the current design uh well it kind of leads uh kind of uh i'm Keeping ahead of slightly, having these two together actually uh, help uh, teaching of the monastery later on because of the fact that uh, rising sun can cause two chi. Uh, say, for example, you get uh, teaching of the monastery uh, proc, which resets rising sun kick. You can go right into right. the next rising sun kick. Um, so uh, it does help in that standpoint because I, in overall, actually while leveling. Teaching of the monastery was a powerhouse for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I know Babs is one that likes likes having the downtime. Um, and so I would actually not be super surprised if he stays on, maybe not Feral, but another class, just because, you know, Rogue, for example, one of their three specs is always going to have downtime. Just like mm -hmm. energy classes it's very easy to have a rotation with downtime while you wait and well, pull energy it, it for really things. Well, there is still downtime because teaching in the monastery okay. isn't a guarantee. Right. And so it's like, uh, this will be later on once we start getting into the APL uh, action priority list, uh, whether to uh, blackout kick or not, actually. At which Interesting. Point, and if you don't get a reset, you have some downtime. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's go down this left side of the tree first, because this is going to take us down towards uh, Bone Dust Brew. Um, so we uh, have over here, we have Mark of the Crane. So that's a talent uh, before the first talent gate. Um, there's no changes well, to this, actually, right? Well, before then, you have Feathers of the Hundred Flocks, which increases right. the damage by uh, 15 and 30. Isn't that wait? I'm I'm very glad they added that. That's uh that's Torghast power. So the oh sorry, fifteen percent, no thirty. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that just makes your spinning crank kick bigger. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Uh, and then Mark of the Crane. That's the same as it is right now, right? Same as it is right now. No, there's no change whatsoever. Perfect. Uh, and we've got a, before we can proceed past this gate, we've got to take, what, two more points? Uh, yeah, so I would go with Ascension and Power Strike. And then, uh, actually, I would go with uh, Flashing Fist and Open Palm Strike. Uh, because of the fact that uh, Fist of Fury is uh, an AoE, you're still going to be wanting to um, 
a wing with it so you pick right. those two up as well and then you can start picking up uh beyond the egg gotcha i think it's gonna depend on tuning on if you take two points of flashing fists or one uh, yeah of one point of open palm strikes because it depends on like how much that damages i actually don't think in aoe that the one chi refund is that good you um, also you do damage. need you need two points in one of these three abilities. There's three abilities next to each other. Uh, Touch of the Tiger, Tiger Palm damage increased by 25 or 50%. Hardened Souls, Blackout Kick, Critical Strike Chance, and Critical Strike Damage increased by 2 and 4%. Uh, and then Flashing Fist, which is Fist of Fury damage increased by 5 and then 10%. You need to take two points in one of those three in order to get to Flying Serpent Kick, which is, you know, you can live without that. You may not want to, but you can. And then past that, you you have to take Flying Serpent Kick in order to get to either Storm Earth and Fire or Serenity. Uh That's a good point. So you you always have to take one of those three. I'm guessing... Sorry. I I was going to say, too, like, just in terms of pathing, you guys have so many options, right? Like... We're we're talking about already being past the first gate, and we haven't put talent points in like what four nodes? Where like uh, three nodes? Three. Uh, well, I count three nodes, but yeah. Yeah, but, which I mean, is that? I guess I mean I guess the I guess the idea would be is like the the tuning part you mentioned, like the after ascension nodes, basically just you would probably pick whichever one of those abilities is your hardest hitting, and then buff it even more, would be the idea. Uh, as you was, as you sort of moved, yeah, something like that, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut in, but that's like just looking at this seems absolutely wild to me that you have so many, so many nodes before your eight point gate. Yeah, like you're, you're you almost oh, have to invest like nine and ten points early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very possible you might do yeah. that. I, I have yeah, to which, say though, yep. if we're talking about M plus and like raw AOE, um, there's actually versus like smaller group day we like three two three four targets um there's a little caveat where you would actually not take flashing fists you would take hardened souls i think because okay. of shadow boxing treads right so shadow boxing um, treads is a talent we talked about as part of the brewmaster one um this is going to get let you blackout strike uh well for one thing it currently says blackout kick damage increased by 50 percent, which is actually kind of a lot but yeah. then it also strikes two additional targets. Which yeah. is, I don't know if that first bit will will stay there, but the second bit will. Yeah. Like uh, on live, oh, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say on live. My just to give you an example, my blackout kick probably hits for about three thousand damage ish, and then that would what put up to forty five hundred. So it's not like a huge increase, but I think when you add two additional targets and you're blackout kicking a lot. I think that would be a reasonable tuning for that talent. So, go that's ahead, a lot. But maybe I'm I'm just too tank brain. Oh, you look not you look at like GPS warlocks. Yeah, you look at like warlocks. They have havoc. They have full damage on like two targets. Like there's like a lot the of secondary stuff on other. Well, maybe it or, does well, in beta. I don't know. But I havoc, actually can't remember if they did change that. Yeah, I don't but, know. That's a yeah. great point because I know on live they I don't, don't have full damage on the second target, but I don't know if they do on on dragonflight beta. Mm-hmm. I think it just gives Windwalker a tool that a lot of other specs have um, to do more like low target cleave. That's not 
yeah requiring bonus spruce spinning spinning crane kick spam yeah and like the bug back in cn where we had could have permanently six stacks which is he's john huntsman so right yeah yeah uh, uh below just that to, oh, go just ahead. to go back uh i found a um uh and then uh sorry a list that uh blood mallet had posted and Windwalker currently has 15 uh nodes uh three eight gig uh on average for every other spec uh is anywhere anywhere between 11 nodes and 13 nodes so gotcha. we're on the high side in terms of pre eight nodes yeah yeah it definitely feels like i it definitely feels like you just put points in things you want and then that unlocks the eight point gate or some other specs it feels like you take the things you want and then you have to take some other things just to unlock the gate uh-huh yeah i mean that's that's definitely how the misweaver trees laid out like it's it's not even that you take the things you want it's just everything you want is within the first eight points you spend and like that's all you need to spend right you know before you move on so yeah that's i mean I, yeah i guess we'll, we'll keep going through the tree but to me that seems like a little bit of a of like a disservice to windwalkers in that like any additional points you spend before eight are just less points you can spend at the end right for like your your past 20 which are well, which should be like your larger buffs right Those you ones. don't have to like the ones that you the extra ones you spend before eight still count for unlocking the 20 point gate oh that's true see well i mean you're just spending less points yeah. in the 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 next gates, right? Which is, yeah. you know, as you go down the tree, your power, like the talent should be more and more impactful, which means you want to spend more points later, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, you're, you are right. You don't, it doesn't impact the 20 just yet or 20 point gate just yet. So other things we have on this side of the tree, we've got uh, inner piece, which is just increases maximum energy by 10, um, which leads into hit combo, which is uh, somewhat divisive. Very divisive. Uh, and is fairly odd that is on the left hand side uh, compared to say the right hand side because of the fact that hit combo encourages you to work with your mastery. However, bone goes through does the complete opposite where you're just spamming spinning crane kicks. So it's right. like, why do you have hit combo over here and then have a almost masterless uh, uh build for bonus rail so yeah i mean you yeah. can't actually like path around it like you can path around it like we're probably going to here we have dance of chiji as well so we probably take that for aoe right that's still a a super good aoe talent yes uh and then we have uh rushing jade wind that we could take or uh hidden masters forbidden touch which I don't recognize this. Is this new? Uh, so this is a uh, legendary uh, okay. in Shadowlands uh, where um, I can't remember offhand if the 40% is in there or not, but the um, I think it is, if I remember correctly. But the, uh, the way it works is you do touch a death and then uh, for five seconds, uh, there's like a hidden buff where you uh, it allows you to use uh, uh, touch a death a second time. Then it puts it on to cooldown. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know if you said legendary. If I heard that, but that's yeah, the, it was a legendary. The, no, or not in the Shadowlands at least. Yes, it is. Um, that's fatal, fatal touch, which just reduces the right. Cooldown that's in by the two minutes. Uh, in the class tree. Oh, the class tree. oh, yeah. Maybe, okay, so, maybe it was uh, Legion then. 
Excuse me. It could have been. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it was a legendary at one point. I, okay. I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to say, I've done a lot of, of Touch of Death memes in Torghast, and I feel like if this were a Shadowlands legendary and I had somehow missed it in those in those Touch of Death runs, I would have been highly disappointed. Yeah. But yeah, it was a legendary at one point, and I think it was. Now that I think about it, I think it was uh, Legion that was a. Uh... So gotcha. as for Russian Jade win, same thing it is now. Uh, the issue really is that it's hard to put a uh, weave it into the rotation, right? Because uh, Tiger Palm gives Chuchi, uh, and spinning Crinket costs Chuchi. It's kind of hard to use a one chi uh, outside of uh, what you get from, say, open palm strike or power strike, uh, right. where it gives you a free chi every 15 seconds. Um, but Russian Jade Wind is a six second cooldown, so yeah, you want exactly. to be pushing it more often than every 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, in some ways, it would. If they wanted to, uh, and this past build, they increased the damage um, by, I believe, 100%, I want to say, or something like that. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, that's nice, but it's still not uh, very hard to actually utilize in our AoE rotations. So the best way to do it is actually increase the cost of 2 Gotcha, and then and then um, up the damage accordingly, right? Yeah, like you, or you make something. it worth two chi, yeah. Yeah, or, um, or it do something similar to uh, Brewmaster, where it, instead of it's uh, uh, six seconds, nine seconds. Right. Yeah. Well, for Brewmaster, it's also free, which is a yeah. big part of the mm -hmm. reason we run it, um, because it is a GCD that we get. Like we, in order to maintain the fact that we don't run haste um we need things that don't cost energy and rushing jade wind is one of those things that we can push it does damage and it doesn't cost anything now the other option is to revert back to uh myth pandaria slash uh warlords of drain orbers where it costed chi but it refunded chi, uh, uh sorry it costed energy excuse me but it refunded chi if it hit three targets Gotcha. So it's kind of a cheat generator? Somewhat in an AoE situation, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think for now, we're going to pick up Hidden Masters Forbidden Touch, and we need to go and take some other talents. We need six more points before we can progress through the 20-point gate. Okay, I had a quick, so had a quick comment about the Rushing Jade Wind. So I actually think it's okay to have it there because it's out of the way, and it's gives an option for players who actually do other stuff in the game besides like high-end content to right. um, run through dungeons and just smash yeah, that button and just do that content really easily on Windwalker. Because Windwalker's always had, when I was doing content, um, if you didn't take, if I can't remember if Rushing Jade Wind was always available to Windwalker, but um, like having to like Tiger Palm, then Spinning Crane Kick, and then you're out of Chi again in like trying to like kill all those mobs. You don't really have very good tools to do that when right. running old content or doing stuff like that. So I think it's, I think the spot's fine. I just don't know if it has a place in like end game content. Yeah, that's just that's my take on it, honestly. 
Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Brewmaster might be dropping Russian Jidwind this expansion for the first time since the rework in Legion. Uh, well, since Nighthold, I guess, because uh, we're going to run out of GCDs. It's crazy. Wow. Um, but yeah, so moving over towards the left, or sorry, the right side of the tree, uh, we have Glory of the Dawn, which is be above the eight point gate. So it's something you can take early on. We haven't picked it up. Um, but gonna... it's actually advisable that you do pick it up. Okay. Uh, the reason why is because down into the right of it is Jade Ignition. Yep, this right. is the exact same uh, uh, legendary that is in Shadowlands, uh, and it's a variation of Heat Explosion from Warlords of Draenor. Okay. That, and that's like the big contention spell within the Windwalker Vet channel. It's just absolutely strange for it to be over there. Yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. Like, uh, based off of what is so, as Anomaly would attest to, uh, the um, there was a blue post that came out uh, two Fridays ago, where they talked about wanting to apply some pathing options uh, to uh, the talent tree, and uh, something to kind of give and take what they want. Uh, Instead of focusing all on the left side and all on the right side, they wanted some that are on the opposite sides just to kind of spread out the talents. And I think this is their attempt at it. So I think an interesting thing here is um, because of how we've got this over on this side, it does present the option of taking different things. Like if, if there were no AoE talents on the right side at all, it were all on the left side. If we're building for AoE in Mythic Plus, then we never need to consider anything that's over here, effectively. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the, the way that it works, to, like the way that I think Blizzard's thinking about, or the way that they put it into words, like like Hina sort of mentioned, is they want to create like some level of pressure, which is why you'll see like hit combo to the left, right? Mm -hmm. In line with Bone Dust Brew and then this talent, which is very much AOE focused all the way on the right. They want to make it so like you basically... If they stacked all the talents that synergize well together in one area of the tree, then you basically just build in that left hand. Like, right? It's it's not a talent tree, and there's not really a choice, right? Like, I think the idea is there should be like the way that you should look at talents is from a decision point of like, okay, I really want this, but I have to give up something to get it. You shouldn't be able to say right. I want this and I can get everything because it all yeah. works together, right? So that's that's probably the reason it's all the way over there is that they probably see that yeah, this would be great in an AOE situation. It's great synergy with like bone dust brew and like all the other you know spinning crane kick talent you know increases you get on the left side so they want to you just sort of have to spend some points over here on the right like you know just spread them out basically there's also like if if jade ignition were not over here like we've got strike of the wind lord over here i don't know if strike of the wind lord is going to be any good i it, it, it was it, it, hits, it hits like a truck it should be but uh and it's an aoe in front of you right um, I just remember, like, in Legion, it was kind of carried by some of the extra stuff that it did from the artifact more than the actual damage that the... Like, the ability did hit hard in Legion, too, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. it, it did not hit as hard as, like, Rising Sun Kick with the tier set, um, if I remember correctly. I or at least, can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, hmm. 
it uh, it's something that like if Jade Ignition weren't over here, you would never really consider pathing all the way over here for strike. Or maybe you would just because you have to unlock the 20 point gate. But like it feels better to put the points over here. Like the weird thing I think that we're going to end, we could end up with um, is having to take Jade Ignition in order to get Strike of the Windlord if you want that for single target. Uh, and I'll get to that you later, but yeah, you, uh, in some ways you do take um, Jade Ignition for single target. Um, uh, well, you take Jade Ignition, but also you also take uh, Dance of TV yeah, for single target. Me. Right. But, so you're going to... We'll, we'll do a single target build later, but yeah. um, there's there's some cross-pollination between the two branches. Uh, for now, there's a couple of cooldown reduction talents, and I want to know if they're any good. So we've got Drinking Horn Cover. This is a Legion Legendary. Uh, the duration of uh, Storm Earth and Fire and or Serenity is extended uh, for each chi that you spend while they're active. It's you take. <laughs> Easy take. All right, cool. Yep. That's and we've got... Take, uh, for both Serenity and uh, Storm Earth and Fire. Yeah. yeah, just with the nature of the game, cooldowns are king. Always want to do stuff that make your cooldowns more, better, longer. So yeah. that means we also want to take spiritual focus. Every two chi yeah. you spend reduces the cooldown of Storm Earth and Fire. Yeah. We finally All get right. to take SF. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> so I, um, so my only complaint with uh, spiritual focus is now that they fixed it so that Serenity is uh, affected by it, it seems weird that you have to take Meridian Strike or Jade Ignition just to pick it up. Right. At least Meridian yeah. Strikes doesn't seem like that weird. Well, okay. Sorry, right. backing up. It does seem weird in like a raid setting where you really can't yeah. touch death until the boss is low. Uh, but it does mean on like a boss where like 30... Yeah. Where the last like 20-30% is going to take a while. Um, getting to touch of death and then touch of death again it's pretty good. I just don't good. think well, no, I, I'm thinking of enough. like Hinduin where you're in the uh, down phase. Yeah. Yeah. Anything with adds is also like having more touch of death is good. And actually, with the cooldown reduction from Fatal Touch in the glass tree, this is going to be a very low cooldown. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. I think they need to up the the touch of death reduction by at least up to one second per combo strike, because it's just, you're not going to take the fatal touch. Really? Um, I, not in a raid setting. Uh, so we're getting well, I, I would actually agree because all the builds I'm building out actually don't even touch Meridian strike. Okay. It's, I feels like a dead talent point, honestly, when you're, looking at a raid, raid uh, specific talent tree. Yeah, but if you're in a Mythic Plus, I would probably take it, but oh, yeah. in a raid setting, setting, probably not. Yeah, it's just one of those things that's where it's great t great for Mythic Plus, bad for raiding, and it's, uh, I think the position, it's in two of a important position on the tree, right in the middle there, to, I, I'd rather see Jay Ignition where, um, where Meridian strikes us, honestly, if they swap those two. Gotcha. Uh, that would let you... Well, that would put you in a situation where 
you would have to like separately go for Jade Ignition and Strike of the Windlord for the AoE build. That's true. I don't know. It'd be a little bit complicated to actually find a good spot for murdering strikes. Or they could just scrap it and put something else. I just think it's sort of a... I'm not even sure why they put that in there. It's sort of boring. Touch it. Gotcha. I think relying on Touch of Death for Windwalker is... There's far too many, in general, Touch of Death talents in this tree. Touch of Death isn't good. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, all right. I mean, well, Touch of Death like can the... be good, but I could go on a soapbox, but yeah. It not sounds like the Windwalkers don't want Touch of Death, so this is like if any of the... De- designers are listening you can take all of their touch of death toys and give them to brewmasters and we will very happily take yes. them please and thank you um and i highly recommend uh i actually think this might be a technological limitation i don't know if they can make it more responsive but it's very very unresponsive oh yeah and it sucks. the biggest problem is that it doesn't scale into the expansion so as like stamina doesn't scale the same as like health pool increases do on mobs so it as the expansion goes further and further in the combination of you having a small health pool relative to the execute range and how much damage people do with spells, a chaos bolt is doing the same damage as touch of death right now. It's absolutely insane. But have you seen brewmasters? Oh, okay. And like, okay. Brewmaster is not going to, it's not going to be stamina increases and stuff. So yeah, like brewmasters are not going to have the four piece that we have now in Dragonflight, which is part of the reason that touch of death is just crazy good right now mm-hmm. when your brewmaster is effectively doubling their health from the tier set obviously touch of death gets significantly yeah. better for brew, um, yeah. and they already have like uh 30 or 40 percent more health than a windwalker baseline mm-hmm. so well, if a class designer is listening just reduce as many or get rid of as many touch of death talents as possible from the windwalker tree just leave it as a baseline three minute thing for us to use on occasion that could be useful Give Brewmaster all the cool touch of that stuff. They're the spec that can really utilize it. Dude, the current version. I can't version of wait it, so. for Brewmaster to get all the touch of death stuff and then for it to just be like the best, the best at killing ads. Like better than DPS at killing ads because you get just get your DPS to get it to like 30 or 40% health and the Brewmaster just eats it. It, it just, ceases to exist. I'm just imagining executing five, like it was with current tuning numbers, five mobs at 300k HP. Actually, uh-huh, 10 because uh-huh, you could do uh-huh, the five uh-huh. second reset. Uh-huh, so you uh-huh. execute. How much damage is it? That's 2 million damage within five uh-huh. seconds. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sounds good. Look at that. Give it. Give it. <laughs> um, that's like you're, you You look at like if we had that in Mythic Buzz, if we had the AoE one in Mythic Buzz, you could already walk into a pack as a Brewmaster. And like, we're not talking super high keys. This is very much like a fun 15s kind of thing. You walk into a pack, you've got your stacks of your four, four set, and just all of the mobs are in touch of death range. So you just like walk up to it, you find a, a, a caster that's really annoying, bam, touch of death. If we had the AoE, you know, four other things also die. Um, and if we had the cooldown reduction and fatal touch, you know, Honestly, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't just run four or five brewmasters in a key. Oh, you yeah. Probably. I mean, I guess I do know the reason why. It's because bosses exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, if, if, that, if you're in that situation, you're probably in a fortified. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I guess, that is basically what the Touch of Death build in Torghast is for, for brewmasters, is you, you play 
Fatal Touch is a legendary, and you take all of the powers that say well, Touch of Death on them. You did that with Windwalker as well, but but you Master has more health. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to be stacking a lot of the stamina, uh, Torghast yeah. abilities. Uh, Plus, you can I do have... that anyway on Brewmaster, and then you'll have more stamina baseline. And yeah, it's just yeah. like change Brewmaster specs quick and easy. You don't die easily, too. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyway, I actually kind of want to go in. This is one of the only times I have had fun. Like a lot of fun with Torghast is doing the the touch of death build. Yes, we are super off topic now, but yeah, yeah. very much. Yep. Uh, returning ahead. to the talent tree, yeah, um, we have invoke Zuen uh, as one of the last things before the twenty point gate. That's a uh, that's a good button, right? We take that all uh, yeah. you, whatever you yeah. can do to get that button, and you have to get it. Like no yeah, matter okay. what you're doing, you have to get Zuen. Yeah. All right, that unlocks the 20-point gate, but there's two more talents. Uh, there's Teaching of the Monastery, which we uh, have talked about a few times. Is that a talent that we're going to take for AoE, or is that a single target? Probably, uh, well, it's too early to say. Um, okay. We don't know at this point whether the stuff like uh, Shadow Boxing Treads um, or right. uh, Hardened Souls are going to affect the, um, uh, the extra... Uh, blackout kick uh, right. that uh, teach in the monastery applies. Right. So, so for any uh, woodwalkers that might be listening that have literally never specced into Mistweaver, um, this is the Mistweaver talent or passive that says mm -hmm. when you tiger palm, your next blackout kick strikes an additional time. And then also when your blackout kick uh, goes off, you have a 15% chance to reset the cooldown of Rising Sun Kick. So and Rising Sun Kick is a single target button. It's a good one, but it's single target. The question is basically, is the AoE that you get on Blackout Kick from Shadow Boxing Treads worth playing this in AoE? Well, we right now on uh, beta is uh, it's not applying the uh, Shadow Boxing Treads, nor nor okay. do I uh, think it is working with Hardened Souls yet. So okay. if mm -hmm. if it does apply to Shadow Boxing Treads and Hardened Souls, then very likely it could be pick, uh, picked up in AoE. Otherwise, it's, it's a single target thing. Gotcha. If they don't apply to that, that's that. That's just bad programming. I don't know why they wouldn't connect those two things together. Um, but, the other um, one, the other one that it could apply to, but right now it's not, is transfers the power. Okay, I don't think we've talked about that one yet, but it we, is, will. They, we yeah. haven't. But uh, that's so, another one that we need to take a look at. So okay. to get like the practical, I'm going to assume that they're going to connect the two things together with shadow boxing treads um so this actually is a really complicated talent um more so than i was expecting because if you're in a raid situation with two to three targets um there's a high chance that rising sun kick hits so hard that you still will rising sun kick on two to three targets which isn't really true as much these days Gotcha. Um, so if the tuning works out like that, you could potentially be taking teaching of the monastery and shadow boxing treads for two to three target cleave boss fights or like council fights, um, gotcha. just because, um, blackout kick and rising sun kick are just going to be higher value than spinning crane kick in general. And you just might gotcha. not spinning crane kick ever. Interesting. Interesting. Um, we also have over here, uh, as a node off of strike of the Windlord, we have thunder fist. Uh, this is uh, this is a single target uh, talent. Um, okay. So the way it works is the, for each target you hit with um, 
Strike at the Windlord, you get a buff. And on um, for every auto attack that you do will discharge on the your current target uh this gotcha. uh Thunderfist proc. So it's an AoE, but it's a, uh, it focuses all of your damage onto a single target. Gotcha. You know what this needs? This needs those like lightning discharges. Those needs those to be chain lightnings. That's what it needs. <laughs> or just playing flat AoE. Yeah, yeah. Chain lightning looks cooler. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, the junkyards, uh, zapbots, basically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I. I think it's that's interesting because that's like the single target side, but they have the AOE and then the single target right after it. Um, I'm actually starting it's... to like it a lot more. The J, the, the, I still just have caught up with Jade Ignition requiring spinning crane kicked it. Yeah, I just I really wish, and they had this for just a short amount of time, and I don't know, beta or something, but you could use expel harm to trigger Jade, Jade Ignition, gotcha. and that felt amazing. It was perfect. Because you're always going to expel harm, right? So it's and it's like 15 seconds. You have time to, you know, you you'll Build get a fist of, you'll get a fist of fury in between. Then you'll and this is for single target mine, um, and then you can just expel harm on CD, and you'll you may or may not have Jade Ignition stacks. That's fine. It's single target. Now yeah. it, for AOE, that would be a problem because then you wouldn't get your expel harm chi as much because you'd have to. You'd probably want to save up. Actually, no, it would still work out because Fisafiri would hit enough targets to max stack Jade Nation. So there's okay. pretty much no downside to putting in on expel harm for the trigger. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's stuff like in the Brewmaster Tree um, Blackout Combo got some new triggers and some updated triggers because that talent needed needed love desperately. Blackout Combo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe maybe you'll get uh, maybe you'll get some attention on Jade Ignition there to make it a little bit more uh, usable in in single target. Or maybe yeah. the idea is that you take it and you take Dancer Chi in single target, and then your Dancer Chi procs are how you trigger Jade Ignition. My issue is just the budget to get to Dancer Chi I'm not. Yeah. When I it looks like it's fine because you get inner peace, which is actually really nicely placed because. Yeah, and, you know, increasing your maximum energy is totally great, um, especially raid when you have downtime doing mechanics. Uh, um, yeah, I've always said this in the past that Ascension. I know people is like, oh, it seems the same. It's like, no, it, Ascension has an advantage of downtime. Like it, it, it just yeah. does. Like if you are sitting on more energy and chi, that enables you to have a higher damage output once you get back into the combat. That's Whereas Fist a- of the White Tiger is great if you can just do it right on CD, right on CD. You know, it does a lot of damage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So uh, inner peace is good for that side of the thing because of the fact that you have things like uh, uh, Fist of Fury and then layer down the tree, uh, Last Emperor's Pastor, where uh, it kind of works against inner peace because uh, these two have... Uh, have the chance of energy capping, and so gotcha. Um, having inner peace not really needed all the time, but in terms of AOE, uh, very likely you have some of the time. Gotcha. So interesting. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of some of the talents down at the bottom of the tree, we've got uh, the 20-point gate unlocked. Uh, let's go through some of those. So going back to the left side real quick, because I think this is going to be most familiar to people that currently are playing Woodwalker. Uh, we've got a couple talent points we just dump into Spinning Crane Kick Damage Increase. Uh, nothing very exciting there. Um, but then doing so unlocks Bone Dust Brew which is literally just identical to what it is right now. Yep. And then uh, below that, we have Bone Marrow Hops, which is currently the uh, 170 uh, item level version or whatever it is. Right, that's the conduit for uh, Bone Desperate that increases the damage it does and reduces the cooldown a little bit. Very strong conduit after they buffed it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we also have Calculated Strikes, which is the uh, also the conduit uh, that increases uh, the Mark of the Crane uh, damage, basically. Mm-hmm. And this and is increasing the damage bonus from each stack, right? So it says 10%. Additive. Yep. But if you have five stacks, is that 50% increased damage? I uh, need to relook at the... Um, yeah, the, so... Calculated Strikes is supposed to be, at least how it works in the current implementation shadowlines, it's additive. So... Um, it's, let's say you get 15% from baseline mark of the crane, and then you have calculate strikes conduit at 10%, you're going to get 25% per mark of the crane stack. Okay. Yeah. So it's added. So that's pretty good. Yep. That's why our AOE is completely insane. This expansion was because of that (laughs) conduit. Like quite literally, we were expecting that to get nerfed the entire expansion. It just never did too much. Amazing. Actually never did Uh, at all. Yeah. Yeah, so it is, uh, like you said, um, uh, Calculated Strike is additive before uh, uh, before Mark of the Crane uh, talent is applied. That's wild. Yeah, pretty much all AoE. Anytime you're going to press Spinning Crane Kick, you're going to want to try to get Calculated Strikes because there's just so many Spinning Crane Kick buffs, talents all the way down to it. Whether you gotcha. take bone marrow hops depends on tuning. Yeah. I'm going to remove a point from that for now so we have more things to pick up elsewhere. Uh, right next to it as well, we have Fatal Flying Guillotine. This is a Torghast power. Uh, Touch of Death strikes up to four additional nearby targets. Mm-hmm. I want this as a brewmaster. <laughs> like... Yeah. Uh, Brewmasters have actually been. I, there's like there are people that like Bone Dust Brew, right? We have Bone Dust Brew in our tree. There are people that like Bone Dust Brew. I am not one of them. I would be super happy to see Bone Dust Brew removed, and they like take the Bone Dust Brew section of our tree, and they just make it the Touch of Death section, and they take yeah. all of your Touch of Death toys and they just put them <laughs> there. Like, give us Fatal Flying Guillotine. Give us the cooldown reduction, uh, stuff. Give us the like ability to push the button twice, like. That would be amazing. Give us that. That sounds phenomenal. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I have to say though, uh, I'm. I forgot to mention. I'm a little bit annoyed that they kept Bonus Sprue refunding Wenchi. Um, we'll see how that plays out. It's just. Yeah. Uh, it's literally just a class design or like a spec design problem because um, if you're gonna make a mastery. Be, don't repeat the same ability and then you're going to put in a talent that says please repeat the same ability that's obviously a contradiction and when you have yeah. contradictions um that 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 just is a objective measure of bad game design so um they should 
look at that again and see if that's something they think makes sense. I don't think it makes sense. I think they could do something different. I'd like to see something different, like maybe like spinning crane kick has a chance, like bone dust brew has a chance to reset your fist of fury. Like while you spinning crane kick or some, I don't know, something different, just like that doesn't break your mastery. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's actually massive um, contention maximum from uh, liquid hads since he's like a big wind walker guy he he absolutely deplores that play style yeah, yeah i mean uh, sorry uh this is kind of going back to what i said earlier where we're talking about a masterless build of wind walker is because of a bone dust brew yeah yep. there's like i i don't necessarily agree that the contradictions between abilities are necessarily like bad design like i think that there are having tension where you want to do one thing and a different ability wants you to do a different thing can be good. It forces you to make decisions. You don't just get to have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. But I think that Bone Disprew asking you to spam spinning crane kick and have it be obviously the best thing that you can do 100% of the time that you take the talent is not great. Certainly, it, like that yeah. was the hardest thing for me, like off-specking Windwalker was having to really get it through my head that yes, you really do just spinning crane kick. Sorry, <laughs> bone dust brew. Uh, there's more advanced things you can do, but yeah, Mo- most I mean, of your damage comes from it. 85 percent, right? Like there's the the setup. You you get everything. You get all of your mark of the crane stacks. You hit, you know, stormwrath and fire, and then you push spinning crane kick a whole lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we'll see. Um, uh, to like clarify though, like the contradiction, I'm talking about like a direct one where it's you have a thing is like, don't do this. And then it's, then the other things do this. And if, yeah, there's, it's great to have contention, like you're saying, but this is not one of those examples. This is like legitimately you lose 20, whatever. I mean, we don't even take as much mastery anymore, except single target. It's like you lose 22% ish damage that you're supposed to get from one of your stats because that's just like, that just doesn't work here because yeah, yeah, it's design of bonus. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're talking uh, about fly, fly, Fatal Flying Guillotine. I mean, you just take that, you know, on, in AoE for sure. It's assuming yeah. you're going to have mobs within close range of each other that have yeah. similar health pools. Yeah. Pretty simple. So like in a, in a key, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, key, it, it definitely is pretty guaranteed to be taken in keys. Um, we also have a couple more uh, Zuen talents over here. Uh, we've got Zuen's Bond. Uh, so this is currently a conduit, right? Uh, abilities that, that activate combo strikes. So this is anything that triggers your mastery. Uh, reduce the cooldown of Invoke Zuen. And Zuen's damage is increased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So going further down this logic of always take things that give you more of your cooldowns. Yeah. We're picking this. Uh, really, uh, this will actually come down to, uh, because of uh, talent uh, allocation for AOE. This may actually be a uh, kind of numbers game type thing, right? And uh, same thing. And same thing with Fury of Zuen, which is right next to it. Right. That's going to be a um, a numbers game. Now, next to that, we have Empowered Tiger Lightning, which is uh, the rank two of Invoke Zuen, which is right. online. Uh, this will take almost 
all the time. Uh, right. is it's a when, huge part of his power. Yeah, it's a huge part of his power. Fury is a when right now does not get affected by a power attack or lightning because it is oh. a it's a separate yeah. uh, Zwen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so are you saying that if you stack them, they don't work together, or is it even if you have your Fury of Zwen out without the regular invokes when? Um, it doesn't get empowered tiger lightning. It does. It does not get empowered tiger lightning. Yeah. So they. I'm not sure if this is like a implementation decision or just a bug because you know it's probably a, over here because it's, it's probably a bug because of the fact that um we have uh what was it uh it was like, the it, uh. It was the uh, or uh, weapons of order, uh, legendary, right? Yep. Call to arms. Yeah, call to arms. Uh, we uh, it was a basically when gets uh, summoned when we get weapons of order. That is implied. Uh, that gets applied in power tiger lightning, but this uh, is when right. it's not. So it probably is a bug. But yeah, yeah, oh, and we hope it is. You know, there's also like so invoke Niazel for brewmasters had a bug fix during Sepulcher to make his stomp go off on autocast more reliably on bosses with large hitboxes. So this is things like Halandris and the Jailer. Um, but that bug fix doesn't apply to the Invoked Nuzel from Cult Arms. So they are kind of like separate and have to be like when they patch one, they have to go through and patch all of them. And so it's probably just that Fury of Zuen hasn't had that attention yet and just needs that applied yeah i have a feeling i have an idea of like why that stuff always happens based on like how they program it but yeah i it's seems to be a nuisance for them i hope they figure out a way to uh like make it more streamlined so they don't have to worry about it so much but right um, and then yeah over off of uh empowered tiger lightning we have whirling dragon punch is this still like the end all be all always take this uh again numbers so numbers uh, yeah it, i have a different take on it personally okay um so i want to get on soapbox for this ability so whirling dragon punch is an ability that stun locks you for one or 1.5 seconds and it has strange z-axis properties which z-axis being it's the 3d part of like the, the game high, uh, the jump height the jump so like jumping is the axis so um my issue is that as a melee spec i should never have to stop moving like i should be able to do all my abilities without stopping my movement because that is what every other melee character and i played all of them can do too they don't ever have to stop moving mm. unless to cast a heal or maybe the the rare rogue one has the same rolling dragon punch code but there, there's also like i-beam right and i-beam I is the other one as well so technically you're still moving during i-beam and you can cancel here's the difference with i-beam and rolling you dragon can punch. cancel i-beam i-beam you can fell rush out of it rolling dragon yeah. punch i can't roll out of it i'm in the air i have like i can q roll and then i do that a lot where i q roll and then i'll instantly roll when they touch the ground right but you can't you're just stuck you're permanently yeah. you're stunned it's it's a like a actual stun um yeah. and you know obviously it has a knockback prevention which is fine but they they just really need to remove the stun lock of it and it's i have the same complaint with chi burst being a cast as well um it, melee should how they have 
World of Warcraft designs melee that you should always be able to move at all times. That's the that's the benefit of being a melee versus ranged. And whirling drag punch, I mean, at least I know in the more like high end community, like you die to stuff like somewhat consistently because of whirling dragon punch. And yeah. you know yeah. when stuff one shots you and you're that's the content you're playing, you just feel like you are trying to do your DPS rotation optimally and you just get punished for absolutely no reason. Yeah. And like, or looking at yeah. like Anduin, right? If you think about the Anduin down phase, those blue circles, they don't just do damage to you and they don't one shot, but they do, they do a decent chunk of damage, but they also apply a damage down. Like you mm-hmm. do, what is it? 50% less damage while you have that debuff. It's like 20% less per stack or something. Okay. 20% yeah, less. I can't remember. Um, so if you're like, if one appears under you, right as you are pushing whirling dragon punch, mm-hmm. You don't have time to move out of it. Correct. It's th- that's the problem. It's like it's not like a oh, just plan better or just right. Those be things are better always at the game. It's the it's not skill based. It's just RNG and RNG aspects. I strongly dislike. I I don't like that. I want to be able to determine my fate and un- I I just I'm never going to take rolling dragon punch no matter the tuning. I I refuse to take that talent. I'm not going to be taking it until they remove. We're going to really check back with you. So uh, yeah, go ahead. I I promise I'm not going to take it. So (laughs) you can pull up my logs. You'll never see it. So. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get that. I I 100% get that. Like that is a very frustrating thing to have happen. I've I've died to it uh, several times. So yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. It's uh, I I totally get it. It's in the same vein, actually, as some of the stuff with with roll, where sometimes you roll and like there's a pebble and mm-hmm. it bounces you up and you just roll like twice as far, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, Your train issues with roll and serpent yeah. kick and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, here's the only time you'll see it on my logs. The only exception is like Sire Denathrius. Like if knockback prevention is actually pretty big deal i'll take yeah. rolling dragon punch because yeah just for the mechanic not for like how fun the ability is to pr- push right so. being able to whirling dragon punch out of the knock in phase three denathrius is pretty oh yeah neat. yep yeah and there's plenty of uh, there's a few other you know times where that's happened on bosses too and that's actually so one nice. of the strengths of the new style of talent tree um is that this is a single point that you're putting into this right um, it is not, you know, competing directly against any one individual other point in the tree. Um, so if Whirling Dragon Punch is good on the boss, you can take it. And if it's not good on the boss, you can skip it. It's in a great spot. It's literally between the two. And it's yeah. the end. Like, there's nothing after it. So, perfect. Yeah. Like, fine. Yeah. If they don't touch it I, at all, I'll still be fine. You know? Yeah. Personally. Um. So we've got a few more talents to get through, and then we uh, are going to be out of time for this episode. Uh, there's, I'm just going to call this the legendary section of the tree uh-huh. beneath the Zuen talents. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to come back to that in a second, just like to kind of whet your appetite for that. Over on the, i got to remove some points so we can pass through the other part of the tree. Uh, over on the right side of the tree, we've got a, the counterpart to the spinning crane kick damage is rising sun kick damage. Um, and then below that is Feline Stomp. Yeah, uh, I did this... not expect that. 
Nah. Yeah, well, a lot of people expected. Well, uh, uh, sorry, weapons of order, but yes, yeah. aliens time. Uh, and actually, in some single target builds, I will take it. Oh. Maybe not so the uh, the stuff beyond it, but right. I will at least take the baseline Phalanx Stomp. So the stuff beyond it is the Phalanx Stomp Legendary, which if you're not familiar, basically the main thing is it it resets it more often. And it gives uh-huh. you a damage amp against things that you hit with it. Um, and then there's the Conduit for Phalanx Stomp, which is a pure AoE Conduit um, in that it does Stone Cold nothing, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't hit multiple targets, uh, so I just wanted to like touch on that one because that was a really odd, I-, I think, inclusion in the tree where I don't think a single Windwalker has ever taken Fangline Stomp. I've never seen it. I actually like I picked right. Night Fae initially in Shadowlands for Brewmaster because it was fairly close numbers wise, and then I had to do PvP for gear. And I switched off of it because it was so bad for Windwalker and PvP. Uh, there are a few yeah. uh, monks who want it to be good, but it requires a yeah. lot of haste to do so. Gotcha. The- it's like uh, Phalanx Stomp has a lot of people in the kind of Brewmaster community that like want it to be good, but it's mm-hmm. only good if you can stand in it a lot for Brewmaster. Mm-hmm. Like if you can stand in it all the time. And well, actually. It would still not be good in Dragonflight because the thing that makes it potentially good in Shadowlands is Nia. It's the Soulbinds that are just like completely overloaded for Night Fae. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The big issue is like, you know, positional abilities need, like in modern gaming, need to have a strong trade off. So your downside is that it's positional based and you can't move it. But the upside is that it just has to absorb an amount of damage. Like it has to be unbelievably high, highly tuned because if, if you are able to sort of like, you know, in a way it's sort of similar to Destro's rain of fire. Like if you're able to keep mobs in that rain of fire, they just pump hundred, 200, 300 K DPS. It's insane. Right. it's like Feline Stop. It's like less frequent, and it's weird. It's not nearly it's as weird. Much the shape is weird. Like, uh, it's random. The shape is random. yeah, and it's random. Like it's just there's so many downsides. Like they've got to make it do like a yeah. trillion damage just because of how many downsides it has. Yeah, um, like the the yeah. one place that this actually saw real use for Brewmaster was on uh, Pantheon this tier in Sepulcher because you could just play it and then never move in phase three and just have constant four target cleave, stay in your fail line 100% of the time mm-hmm. and go nuts with it and be extremely tanking because of the Nia Soulbind. Yeah. I actually have fail line stop in my single target build. Interesting. Um, just yeah, because same. it's probably just, just going to probably do a good chunk of damage. And I also considered... Feline Harmony potentially as well because you get that eight okay. percent increased damage to the target, which a raw eight percent right. is always that's just good. I mean, that's I, a really assuming good it works how a I single think, talent point. Assuming it works how I think it's going to work, it's just going to be a raw eight percent to all damage you do to the target. So if yes. it, is, uh, it is, that is how it works in Shadowlands. Yeah, um, that is actually a significant thing. So like, after Master Covenant choice is dominated primarily by how well it works with Invoke Nizel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so if something doesn't buff or interact with Stomp, it's just kind of dead in the water, which is why Venthyr is bad. Um, well. Uh, but Phelan Harmony gives you the 8% damage buff to your Stomp that's pretty much up always when you want it. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it does apply like to pet damage, so this would buff damage done from Empowered Tiger Lightning and stuff like that. Yep. Um, Very so interesting. Now let's return to the legendary section of the tree. Yes. Uh, so we've got Last Emperor's Capacitor. This is a Legion Legendary. Uh-huh. Chief Spenders increase the damage of your next Crackling Chain Lightning by 100% and reduce its cost by 5%, stacking up to 20 times. So for those keeping track at home, that is 2,000% increased damage and 100% reduced cost at max stacks. Yep. Uh, I remember playing this in Legion. Uh, yeah. And uh, I played Windwalker extremely casually, so like only heroic... Uh, only sometimes in heroic and it was neat to push the button when you were like thinking like fallen avatar where you had to move out and you would move out and you would push crackling jade lightning and just do like tons of damage mm-hmm. uh yeah uh, but but you are channeling uh right. in place and so similar uh and because you can't move uh Fine if you can find four seconds where you're not moving. Um, hence the reason why Dabs doesn't like it because he's it, basically he's channeling in one place, right? Um, but it does hit like a freaking truck when yeah. it does hit if it's tuned properly. <laughs> um, like yeah. in Legion, it was tuned well. And the cool thing that maybe a lot of one markers don't know this is that your clones actually replicate. Crickling Jade Lightning, so you can actually Storm Earth and Fire, uh-huh. and then do a max stack Emperor's Capacitor, and do a lot of damage. I mean, that's what people did in Legion, I believe, or no, people yeah. did Serenity in Legion, right? Um, uh, SCF got taken sometimes. sometimes. Uh, yeah, uh, Legion. It's sort of mixed, yeah. wasn't it? It's was pretty. 50- yeah, it was a mix. Uh, it was a mix, and then. Yeah, it was a I will say that was, Serenity uh, was too complicated for me playing Ospec Windwalker, so I always took spin, uh, um, Storm Earth and yeah, Fire. Serenity was not yeah. easy. Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, it's again, it's, you know, melee spec, you're stopping and casting. That doesn't make sense from a design perspective to me. Um, I will say, I uh, playing Fire Mage this season has given me a new appreciation for, like, the the level of awareness that you have to have of, of the fight in order to plant and cast a four second long cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun watching okay. fired up. Do that in race world first. Uh, below last emperor's capacitor. And also this has another connection. So you don't have to take last emperor's capacitor for this, but we've got Kiefer's sky reach. This is a current shadowlands legendary. Uh, tiger palm has a 10 yard range and dashes you to the target when used. Tiger Palm also applies an effect that increases your critical strike chance for by 50% for six seconds on the target, up to once per minute per target. This will have a very, very, very niche uh, usage. Uh, for for example, um, for the uh, Blood Council fight in uh, Denathria, uh, Castle Denathrius, where you have those ads that come in and you have to burn them down real quick. Right. Great for that. Uh, 
Otherwise, that uh, that sprint though can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something like I. You can pick up this power in Torghast without having the legendary on, and I have one hundred percent died to it. Um, <laughs> by like you, you think of like the last boss kind of stuff where the last boss does a big smash and you got to move out of it, and you are ready to go back in, and you just hit that that tiger palm a little bit too soon, and it dashes you back into the smash, and you just just die yeah and i mean we're, this isn't we're not the only spec that has this like you know bloodthirst from warrior fury warrior has right. that uh and they don't like it but i yeah right along with you know you know it's it's a niche talent um there's places where it could be used and it's great for pvt pvp too so good for the pvp players um i'm glad yeah. to see it come back and stay um, i was like that i used this it along sorry Oh, I was just gonna say I used it sometimes and definitely PvP and uh uh you know I actually used it for proc for a little bit on Kelthuzad because of the tank ads. It's it's amazing right. to go right between them and you get this damage amp on each one. So right. yeah. Yeah. Um that's a great niche for it is like jumping between ads of their spread. You like go and you kill one and you go to the next one and you kill that one, and you get, you know, a fifty percent damage amp effectively on each one. Um it's also nice in world content. I think Kiefer, Skyreach, and Fatal Touch are like the two best world content legendaries mm -hmm. in Shadowlands. Fatal Touch is just like being able to touch of death, uh, uh, just a mob every minute is very good. Um, and then Kiefer, Skyreach, just again, like the damage jam on every mob that you hit. And then also the mobility from it is very nice. So I think even if it doesn't have a ton of uses in PvE, there's still a bunch of other places of this talent gets uh -huh. picked i'd have to say one marker might be the fastest overtaking druid for questing in the new expansion because um if i'm gonna rush yeah. get those touch of death talents and just todd at like five mobs at a time and it'll just reset and the cooldown will be yeah. reduced it's just gonna be nuts like you're just gonna yeah. breeze through quest questing yeah um, uh, well i just finished up the questing and well i was taking my time i was actually reading the quest and whatnot right. so mm -hmm. uh i haven't done the second run through as a monk mm -hmm. yet but i could see that uh see doing that because uh going through the first time some of the mobs hit like a fucking truck that's i was doing uh yeah. evoker leveling and that's a real problem for evokers oh, they yeah. are squishy they're well if you don't have cooldowns up uh as a windwalker monk oh boy they, some of these like i didn't have uh like i remember one time i was uh i didn't have uh tiger's love uh and this one uh, mob rooted me and then hit me for half my health, and I died shortly afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they um, like to make us weak about level five levels in. Feel it. <laughs> there's, so then there's Zuin's Battle Gear. Uh, this is the tier set from Tomb of Sargeras, right? Uh, yes. Uh, Rising Sun Kick Critical Strikes reduce the cooldown on Fist of Fury by 5 seconds. When Fist of Fury ends, the Critical Strike of Rising Sun Kick is increased by 50% for 5 seconds. Uh, this was a super good tier set and led to this playstyle of like alternating Rising Sun Kicks and Fist of Furies. Mm -hmm. Although this was like the era of canceling Fist of Fury. Like every patch you found a new reason to cancel it, right? Yeah. And this uh, this talent, uh, talent uh, works quite well with teaching at the monastery where right uh if you're able to get uh, a teaching in the monastery proc happen within that five seconds 
uh, increased damage. So, yeah, there's also uh, Glory of the Dawn, right? Does this work with Glory of the Dawn? Uh, yep, uh, definitely has a chance. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's right now it does okay. not work with it yet. But okay, it yeah, maybe. Could. maybe it's a maybe. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good decision if they did. Not like. Uh, yeah. Just be the reason why I'm like not like not trying to be like biased, but like um we need as much help as possible. This is the opportunity for them to make Windwalker scale with everyone else. We are in single target. Uh, yeah, in single target. We are obviously always falling behind. They're always or buffing us all the time. So yeah. Let's take this opportunity, Blizzard, to yep, keep I love this. Keep adding the critical strike, you know, synergy. And critical and actually, fantastic. Like that that's the perfect stat to get, like have us scale with. And just keep, actually keep doubling down on it. So has some interactions with Skyreach, right? Where you get the extra critical strike chance, mm-hmm. like you tiger palm and then you rising sun kick and that crit reduces fist of fury, and then you fist of fury with the extra crit and mm-hmm. it's just big damage. Granted, that's I'm once a hopeful. minute, because Skyreach is only once a minute, but Yeah. I mean, I'm very hopeful. I, I'm seeing all these different synergies with critical strike and that is exactly what they needed to do so it's i'm very yeah. happy about that so we've got two more talent points and then we uh we are actually going to be out of time mm-hmm. um we've got transfer the power which i think is new uh no it is oh it's um, not no it's uh God, what was it was um uh what's a uh, bfa uh interesting uh power uh legion mm-hmm. artifact trait no uh, yeah, but it's from a while ago. Yeah. So this is Blackout Kick and Rising Sun Kick. Increase damage dealt by your next, next Fists of Fury by 3%, stacking up to 10 times. Again, like I said, we don't know whether Transfer of the Power works with this or not. Uh, right now it does not, but it could. Right. Yeah, g- good good talent. Um, Fists of Fury needs to hit hard. Um and yeah. I think they definitely have enough stuff finally to guarantee it. So, and obviously it gives you that skill ceiling, which, you know, when Walker loves the high skill ceiling of, you know, or how do you plan out your abilities? So I'm going to plan out to stack this fist of fury, hold out, hold my fist of fury for this ad set that's coming. Let's say, you know, PR hectic ad cleave, you know, plenty of braid bosses have PR ads. So, Hold yeah. that Fist of Fury buff, slam Fist of Fury. When those ads come out, you're going to just completely yeah. jump on the meters. It's going to be really good, I, I predict. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then below that, uh, also connected to Zuan's Battle Gear, we have Invoker's Delight. This is the legendary from Shadowlands. You gain 33% haste for 20 seconds after summoning your Celestial. Yeah. So basically, Invoke Zuan is now just also a mini Bloodlust. Yeah. It uh-huh. feels required. I. I mean, it's it's been required for all of Shadowlands. I don't see that changing. Like, why would it change? You know, yeah. I think they're gonna yeah. we're gonna have to require that up somehow, some way to path to it, and then uh, it builds outside it, of it. Keep in mind, uh, during the pre-patch, uh, I according to Blizzard's blue post, we uh, basically. Uh, the legendaries in Shadowlands take precedent over the class talent. Right. So during pre-patch, we will not be taking this. Yeah. Right. You'll take the le- you wear the legendary instead. Yeah. Can we? Get, um, yeah. I guess. I mean, we won't have which as many will points, be helpful. Right? 
in pre-patch, you also have five fewer points in this tree. So that'll be right, helpful. Yeah. You can go and you can pick yeah. up something else. Like transfer um, the power. Right. There's a lot and, of abilities. Not, yeah. 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 That we'd want. Um, so real quick, I'm going to hit reset all. Uh, and just so if I understood everything correctly, we're going to go down here. We're going to take all this, all this neat stuff. Um, and you're going to end up with something that looks uh, kind of like this for AoE. You're gonna you're gonna go down the left side. You're gonna take everything going down, not everything, but you know you're gonna path down to Bone Dust Brew. You're gonna go over to the right side. You're gonna take Jade Ignition, Strike of the Windlord. Um, if Teachings of the Monastery works with Shadow Box and Treads, you take that, and then you go down into um, into the past the twenty point gate in the legendary section of the tree. I'm going to take Whirling Dragon Punch because it's just really good in, in keys, right? A lot of the times it's safe to use and it's way less problematic than in Raid. I want uh, it depends on what level Mythic Plus you're doing, but yeah. Uh, it also depends speaking. on whether the dungeon you're in has a lot of frontals or not and a lot of like ground effects because yeah. some of them have way more than others. Yeah, just a quick example, like Workshop is like very Whirling Dragon Punch dangerous because yeah. of the... Uh, All the different things that have like a frontal gear boss. a random random member of the raid yeah i mean the last two bosses are just reason enough not to take rolling dragon punch in that dungeon right so anyway do you take Kiefer's sky reach and aoe just because you can um, um i guess it's only on the target that you get the critical strike yeah it's only on the target that you get it so you probably skip that in aoe yes yeah, get it in aoe um may actually pick up um uh zwen's bond instead uh, either it's a wind spawn or uh, fury is a win. Okay. Or where I threw a point that is unneeded. Maybe whirling dragon punch is the unneeded point and you put it in zoom and spawned instead. Uh, but yeah. So this looks like you're getting a lot of the things back that you currently have. You're getting Invoker's Delight. You're getting Bone Dust Brew. You're getting Zuen. You're getting Strike of the Windlord, which you have not had since Legion. Getting Drinking Horn covering, which you have not had since Legion. Yeah. Zuin's Battle Gear, again. A couple of Torghast powers to give you some really potent um, Touch of Deaths. Uh, and this is all only from the spec tree. The class tree has, of course, a bunch of other goodies in it. Um, this looks pretty compelling. I actually also like that you're going to be able to realistically opt out of taking Whirling Dragon Punch. Yeah. Um, it is it is one that like I've definitely died even in keys I've died with this like the the fervent strikes make it less likely uh, the frontals in some of these keys like some of them it's fine some of them it's like very dangerous like you were saying um, you know never ever have I ever been knocked off the platform in the other side because I whirling dragon punch to the bad time never never once happened for sure <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, okay. And then for AoE, or for single target, you actually have a relatively similar build, but instead of going for bonus brew, you go for Phalanx Stomp. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I would, uh, so if you clear out most of this, back, uh, clear back up to, um, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. So we go over here, we take Dance of Chi-Gi. We're we're taking Strike of the Windlord as well. Oh, uh, okay. Actually, I would take a uh, take out. Um, what is it? Um, so ah, 
So I'll take out uh, Feathers of the Hundred Flocks. I'll also take out Mark of the Frame. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I just take out. Yeah, hmm. there we go. Uh, so I'll take... Sorry, Hung. Trying to follow along with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um... Okay, so I, okay, so I'll go uh, Fist of Fury, uh, Ascension, uh, both into Flash of Fist, uh, two into Hardened Souls, uh, Flying Serpent Kick, Power Strike, Open Palm Strike, Glory of the Dawn. Um, that would open up the eight. So I'll take Inner Peace. Right, so if we... Sorry, we're... We are actually running over. So the yeah, so I, bo- down, down at the bottom of the tree, we're still taking like Zuan and Power Tiger Lightning. We're taking uh, Phalan Stomp instead of Bone Dust Brew, pretty much. And yeah. we're going into probably Zuan's Battle Gear, Invoker's Delight still, and then maybe picking up one or both of the other Zuan talents. Correct. Uh, and then maybe, maybe we get Last Emperor's Capacitor, depending on the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, depending okay. on tuning, for sure. So it does kind of break down into a little bit more of like left side versus right side for AOE versus single target, but you do mm-hmm. have a little bit of a mix of both. Because like in yeah. single target, you're still taking Dance of Chi-Gi, you're still taking go, going left for inner peace and potentially hit combo if that floats your boat and or if the numbers are big enough on it. Um, but you are still able to like, you're able to navigate around the like pure AOE talents for the most part. Uh, Jade Ignition, I think, being the one noteworthy exception to that. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, cool. That is, um, I guess, last thing, and then we'll wrap up the podcast finally because we're 10 minutes over and I know Anam has kid duty. Um, So... What are your overall impressions of the tree? Is this is this good? Is this every like all of your hopes and dreams? Um, I still have some concerns with the layout, but otherwise, I really enjoy it actually. Nice. Yeah, I would say as, me as well. Like, I overall am happy with it. Um, there are some weird things, some things that could be swapped around still, some maybe redesigned talent changes for some I think nodes, you kind but. Of- you know, it's overall, this is the first time I've felt like going into an expansion, looking at like the Windwalker state of Windwalker, where I'm not absolutely like just horrified by like some of the, <laughs> the decisions they've made. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, I mean, I mean, we could talk about Shadowlands all day about like what Windwalker yeah. was looking like going to Shadowlands. So this is a massive, massive improvement. I'm absolutely astounded how much thought they put into this very low population spec that they normally do. So yeah, I'm I think looking forward to a lot of what you said there kind of carries out in some of our discussion about the tree where there's a few talents that you're like, yeah, I would like this changed about it. Or, you know, Hey, we don't, we, we don't want to have to pass through this in order to get to that. But really for the most part, it was just a lot of cool toys, either returning or new, um, or just new combinations of things that are interesting and exciting if they if they work together. And the exactly. best part about this is all level there's something for all levels of players and PvP. You know, it's it's not yeah. just raider yeah. focused, which everyone, you know, it's a very common complaint. It's like everything's designed for raiders. It's like, no, it's actually M plus has awesome stuff, PvP has awesome stuff, clearing old content even has awesome stuff. It's right. it's gonna be good, I think, for yeah. Anyone who wants to do Windwalker is going to be a really good spec to play if you want to do all parts of the game. So yeah, 
I, I do think that one of my long-term complaints with like, wow, since the kind of mop era is that leveling has been really kind of ass. Uh, and going just, just the fact that we're going back to talent trees already does a lot for that. Um, but the, the way the Windwalker tree looks in particular, actually, I think looks like it's going to be uh, a, just a kind of fun thing that as you're leveling, you're going to get a lot of new stuff every single time you level up, you're getting something cool, pretty much. There's like a few points where like, oh, I leveled up, I got 5% rising sun kick damage, right? But there are few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, I think that is going to bring us to the end of the show for today. Um, thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pika Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pika Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. Uh, I have no idea what the Windwalker Lounge is doing right now. Are they also talking about F1? Because I know that's what the Brew Lounge is doing. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Okay, so so the F1 has not yet infested Brew Lounge. Nope. Or, uh, uh, Wind Lounge. Good to know. Nope. Good to know. But if you want to find these wonderful people below me on screen, uh, you can do that in in the Discord. Uh, and you can do that with or without being on Patreon. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but that is it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. See you. Bye.